You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Doing that all week. Open up. I got something salty for you. Ew. Ew. Oh That's shit, Jeff! One, I left your light on. It's like Motel Six. There's a lie over at the Earnshaw place. Come Don't on. You have like a, a sore throat There's or something. Yeah, this is helping I th- actually. I thought, your, I thought your voice was going away. Why can't your voice go away? No, wait, man. I can see. <laughs> it's all right. I feel a lot better. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, I can see. You made him land I was trying to do you a little, uh, little Jedi there. <laughs> no, wait, I thought you were blind. <laughs> well, oh, I oh was I supposed to do it I again? Get, I get nothing. I, I got it. nothing. I you didn't do it. your Han, though. Han. Han. <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. <laughs> I'm Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, no matter what the case, we will pick a movie every week. Watch it and then come back here and discuss it, dissect it with each other. And with you, our Editing Bay listeners who can always talk back to us on Facebook, just go to that search bar, put in the Editing Bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes, and that's where you can talk back to us and uh, and let us know what you're thinking about the movie that we're talking about. Obviously, it's not real time, but comment right there on Facebook. Don't don't text me. <laughs> you, say, you say this every week now like it's been happening. Yeah, it it. Yeah, guys, what about the bees? <laughs> the happening. What's happening? <laughs> I think it's the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Did you know? I don't know why this made me think of it. Probably because he was in the last one. They've greenlit. They're doing another Transformers movie. Oh, I thought you were saying they're going to do another Ted movie. Another uh, dude. I still haven't seen Ted too. I have not, and I will probably skip it because really? it did not get good reviews. Um, but yet, yes, I did hear about the uh, the other Transformers trilogy that they're trying to make. Good God, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> We need to do like a Batman like or Spider Man like reboot. Yeah. Let's start over. Let's start from scratch. Let's take the property. Begins. Give it to somebody who's not Michael Bay. You know what they need to do? Hmm. They need give, to give, give it to me. They yeah. need to give Transformers to like Studio Ghibli. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. There were some illustrations done in, in that style. Yes. That would be awesome, dude. I want to see Transformers done as just an animated franchise. Yeah. Can we not get that? That's their roots. Have you have you seen that new game that came out for Xbox One, that Transformers Devastation? No. The whole thing is done in the old like Transformers 80s oh, cartoon art style. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so That's cool. reason enough to buy one. Oh, it's so great. Uh, yeah, so this has nothing to do with the movie that we're talking about this <laughs> week, other than the fact that it's animated. You yes. picked an animated movie. I did. I like to do animated movies every now and then, as I mentioned. This uh, is only the second one, right? Have we only done... We did, we've uh, done a couple Osmosis of... Osmosis Jones. We've done, yeah, I think that's the one that was... Oh, no, even that had live action elements in it. Yeah. Uh, I, and we also did um, oh, a Monkey Bone, which yeah, I guess is a, a form of animation. It had some stop true. motion animation in it. Uh-huh. Um, I th- feel like we've done something else, but maybe not. I feel like this is our first fully animated film that we've yes, done. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential, a lot of ripe uh, films that need to be uh, taken to task. Yeah. Uh, and the one we're talking about today is one of them. I've never seen Ants. Oh, oh wow. Well, I've thank you. I've never seen this thank movie. Thank you for not giving them your money. I, uh, I was curious why Ants was spelled the way it was. Thank you. And then found out <laughs> as as the movie Which was going on. Which still doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't, it's no. tenuous at best. Yeah. Uh, t- take us through this, Joel. Yeah. I will. Harken, if you will, back to uh, 1998 when <laughs> this doom, film doom, came doom, out. Doom, 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 do
Daniel. Well, alone, the watchtower. So it's 1998. Uh, 19, I almost went. Boom, boom. Just so you know, every time we do the harken back, it's going to be one of those two. <laughs> so uh, 1995, a little movie called uh, Toy Story came out. You familiar with that? You got a friend in me. I, you do have a friend in me. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, you've got a friend in me, and it's you. really uh, so that is the, the film. whole new meaning to that song. <laughs> oh my god! I will never listen to Randy Newman the same way again. A uh, little movie called Toy Story comes out. It is the first full-featured uh, computer-generated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, done by Pixar. Huge hit at the time. Totally took everyone off guard. And then it was a mad race for all of the other studios to get on this CG bandwagon. Yes. Uh, so just a little backstory with ants. So, um, a school for ants. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do the Zoolander again. So, Jeffrey Katzenberg used to be at Disney. He's the guy who was responsible for uh, you know producing Aladdin, um, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. What was the one before that? Little Mermaid. Mermaid yeah. Really bringing like back the golden age the three of Disney TV. Big ones of that of that era. You know, a lot of people put Lion King in there. I like um, Lion King. I like a lot. Lion King, but you're right. For me, it's Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, even Little Mermaid. Lion King, I'm not. Beauty and the Beast Maybe is the crown the jewel time. for me. Absolutely. Well, like if I if I could only pick one Disney animated feature, Beauty and the Beast. The first and last uh, animated film to be nominated for, for best, best picture. picture. Of course, now they have their own category, but back in '93 when that came out, they did not. Yeah. Um. Actually, they're uh, the Broadway show's coming back to town this summer. Oh, really? I mean, me and the girl are going to go see it. That out. Yeah, yeah, it's good times. Um. So. Uh, Jeffrey Kanzenberg was there at the time, and uh, there was uh, some contention between he and Michael Eisner, who was the president of uh, Disney, Disney at the time. Yeah. Guys didn't like each other. Long story short, Jeffrey Katzenberg teams up with Spielberg and David Geffen, and they form SKJ yeah. DreamWorks, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Steven Spielberg's going to make all of his films under the DreamWorks uh, moniker. Uh, David Geffen is releasing all of his albums. And Jeffrey Katzenberg's going to lead up the brand new 2D animation uh, mm-hmm. department. And then a little movie called Toy Story comes along, and they put the halt on things. You know what? 3D is the future. We're going we're gonna to rush into production a 3D animated film. Yeah. So depending on who you believe, um, and I side with John Lasseter because if you're familiar with John Lasseter, he's the guy who I've runs Pixar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the Walt Disney of our time, basically. Mm-hmm. Guy's very passionate, very talented, knows how to tell good stories, knows uh, how to create beautiful animation. And uh, is the reason we have all these Pixar movies today. Yeah. If you believe his ta- uh, side of the tale, um, basically Jeffrey Katzenberg stole, or not stole, but knew that Pixar was working on their follow-up the, to Toy in, Story. The insect movie. A Bug's Life, a Bug's which Life. at the time was just going to be called Bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so he and uh, Lasseter and Katzia Berger are friends, so Lasseter thinks at the time. And uh, they're having phone calls, and he lets spill. And, oh, yeah, here, here's the date that we're targeting it. It's going to come out, you know, holiday season of uh, 1998, and it's going to be cool, and we're doing this and that. So Katzenberg um, has another movie in production. This is a passion project for him. It's that Prince of Egypt the movie. Prince of Egypt, yeah. Which is the Val Moses Kilmer film. did the, the voice for it. Which I actually really like. It's a good it's animated a, film. It's a beautiful film. There's mm-hmm. some great music in there. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't get its day. I think, I think because of the religious undertones. Yeah. Um, it's and not a good mix. I think that's always going to be a problem when you're releasing a major studio film. Uh, you released out to, to film houses and stuff. You're going to get 
you're going to get some pushback yeah when it's got the religious undertones for some reason passion of the christ like uh, dominated the box offices for some reason yeah but i do not get that i don't get it either it was all in the marketing my, apparently. my mother loved that movie though my mother was uh, interesting you know what you talk about all these like religious movies and how like mm, they just don't my mother was the one that like she went to that stuff. yeah my, my mother oh my family went she, to- she loved her some jesus <laughs> um, but in and you know there were some movies that she got into that she liked. But I, I remember we watched Prince of Egypt. Yeah, and she liked that one a lot. It's it was, great. It's a it's a good, like you said. It's a good looking movie. It's got great music. To I it. think it's powerful. I I, I, I digress. Up. I digress. No, no, it's okay because even so that that was Katzenberg's uh, first DreamWorks animated movie that they were pushing, and he wanted it to come out uh, also during the holiday season of '98. Mm-hmm. So he and Disney slash Pixar, which they had, they hadn't bought them at the time. They were just the distributor. Disney was the distributor for Pixar. Yep. Didn't um, Steve wait, Jobs? No, didn't <laughs> Steve? Yes, yes, uh, Steve Jobs. Didn't uh, Prince of Egypt go up against uh, the? Uh, uh, oh God, what was it? It was supposed to be the Aztec Disney movie. But oh, the the um, oh, uh, uh, what is that called? The, the Emperor's the, New Groove. Yeah, did no, it go no. up against Emperor's New Groove or the one before the Atlantis? Uh, well, yeah, they both kind of had Aztec themes to it, but I think yeah. you're thinking of the Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove, which had its own set of problems and got delayed. Yeah, yeah there's there's some some uh, similarities between all those films. So basically, Katzenberg, because Disney wouldn't push the release date of this film that was going to go up against his, mm-hmm. um, they got a little pissing match, and the way he was going to solve it was to fast track their own. A movie about ants. Huh. So the production of this movie, Ants, the DreamWorks Ants, uh, started after production of Bugs Life, and yet it was released one month before Bugs Life. Very intentional, trying to take the thunder away, much in the same way um, uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, what were the Volcano movies? Oh, Volcano yeah. and uh, Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak. Um, and when that happens, usually both of them suffer a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because people get confused. Which movie is the witch? Oh, the exactly. volcano movie. Yeah. And, and But in most cases, you do end up having a clear-cut winner. I don't think Dante's Peak or Volcano, mm-hmm. one didn't do too much better than the other. Armageddon, but clearly. Armageddon, like, annihilated Deep Impact. Yeah. Well, Just story-wise, it was better. I, I, I agree. Although Deep Impact still had its audience. I think it's played a lot on, on uh, cable. Um, I, I, I saw that movie once. Yeah. That, that's it. Wasn't into it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's because I it had that bleak ending that I was hoping. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have the same frame I, I of just mind. Feel, I feel like you know. I, I think I think Armageddon. I think Armageddon won in the fact that you had basically you know a TBS style Dirty Dozen in yeah. space. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It played well. It's a long fucking movie. It's way it, too long. It, but we're not here to talk about Armageddon. Yeah, listen no, to uh, our Armageddon Ar- episode. Armageddon. From July uh, 2015. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing that I, I found about this movie was... We're talking ants now? Yeah, I'm talking right. about ants. Was the fact that it's so bleak to look at. It's ugly. It's a very it's ugly movie. fucking ugly, It's Joe. so, like, just sepia tone, horrible. Even when they're above ground... It's disgusting. Well, it's, it's a horror, and this is not made for children. This no. was not a movie made for kids. It was supposed to be like a twenty. Like there's, cur- it's it's PG. It was the first uh, animated PG film at the time. I don't know who they're marketing this movie to. <laughs> I like, don't know either. I, I even made the note that like we're we're already this material is too mature for kids. Well, yeah. Like I was impressed as the cast list is going down. I'm like, holy shit! Yep. Like they got voice. They got all kinds of voice talent hooked up for this movie. Yep. None of those people got paid, but. Uh, 
Did they not get paid? <laughs> no. Holy fuck. Yeah, who was it? Uh, the Sly Stallone stepped in when um, oh, somebody somebody stepped out because they realized they weren't going to get paid. And Sly was like, I'll do it. Uh, I, just, yeah, I just want people to know who I am. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit, nobody got fucking paid for this. That's usually how it works. Or if they, they do get paid, they get paid scale. But I think for this one, because they were fast-tracking and didn't have a big budget, they were just trying to, uh, wow. to pull some favors. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and, and immediately we're introduced to the worst protagonist in the history of film. Oh, the Woody Allen. The aunt. Woody Allen and yeah. Z, mm-hmm. uh, who I, I was hoping Z would stand for something, nope. other than just the Z at the end of ants. Uh, but this this isn't a movie for kids. Like there, you've got it's the neurotic Woody Allen character mm-hmm. trying to find love, but it's animated. This isn't interesting for children. No, it's, it's not interesting for adults. I would no. argue. And like within ten minutes of the movie, you've got a character saying. Bitching. What are you like, bitching what about? What are you bitching about? Who the hell is that? Yeah. Damn. Damn yeah. ass. Yeah. Well, what? You've got a, a fucking decapitated Danny Glover. Oh, my God. That was so tone deaf and, and uh, jarring. Yeah. And, uh, I, see, that, and that's the problem with this film, uh, because it wants to have it both ways. It, it was trying to play that scene for laughs. So um, Danny Glover voices an ant. They go into battle, and uh, all that's left of him is his head. Uh-huh. And Woody Allen is kind of cradling it and talking to it. It's a talking head at this point. Pretty sure that's not I'm how ants work. I'm wearing pajamas. But they're kind of playing it for laughs, but then you're supposed to be touched at the same time as this ant is passing away. And it's yeah. like, no, you, you can't have it both ways, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, can't say enough about how horribly this is directed, uh, how boring the story is, how ugly it looks. It, it, and... and, and my personal grudge with this film uh, is directed towards what it did to a bug's life. It created confusion in the market. All yeah. people knew, like, you go see, I can picture the conversation my mom would have with uh, some of her friends after seeing Ants. Oh, we saw that animated Bugs movie over the weekend. Oh, oh yeah, how was it? It wasn't very good. It was oh. kind of dark. It was cursing. Then I'm not going to go see yeah, it. Yeah, don't take your kids to the Ants movie. And that's the takeaway that everybody had. And so that it, bad word of mouth trickled over into a Bugs life, which is a far superior it's, film. And it's so fun, and it's so dynamic and beautiful to look at. There's and, colors and, that just pop off the damn screen in a Bugs and life. And aside from the visuals, it's clever. It's well-written. The story, it hits all the notes. It's touching. It's got something to say. Yeah. The voice acting is equally as 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 uh, uh, good. I mean, you got Dave Foley who's heading up the cast in that He's one. He's good. The villain, voiced by Kevin Spacey, yeah, just like running on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And it must have been just a hit to the morale of Pixar to have this fucking piece of shit yeah. movie suck the wind out of their sails. And and it's a movie that doesn't know what the fuck kind of story it's telling. Like, what is it a story about? Is it about betrayal in the in the in the colony? Is it about a guy trying to get up get with a girl? Is it about classism? Yeah. Is it what? It's I about mean, the military industrial complex, industrial complex. and what, individualism. What is this story? You know, what what are we trying to get across to the audience? Because every message that they're trying to send gets confused because it keeps getting undercut by something else that's going on. Yeah. And actually, that's the one thing. I'll, I'll jump right to our what did it do right. I don't think the story is too bad. The story mm. has potential. I, I cannot agree with you. I can't I'm, go it, with you. It there. was over. The, well, uh, it's it's not a mess. There aren't huge gaping plot holes. It's fairly simple. You're right. It doesn't know really what it wants to be. But it's I've seen far worse. I've seen far more offensive. But it's all in the execution. Mm-hmm. Um, and the execution. I wish this movie were executed. <laughs> like just put to death. I mean, you've got references, and they're horrible references. They're not even winks to the material they're taking it from, but you've got them, like, using dialogue from White Men Can't Jump. 
be the ball. Oh yeah, you've got dialogue being lifted from the Star Wars franchise. Like, there's there Wait, are several several times where we reference uh, we reference Return of the Jedi for no reason, where General Mandible, voiced by Gene Hackman, yeah. is telling people the his his underlings about Cutter. Who's coming? The Christopher Walken character. Yes, he's not as forgiving as I am. Oh yeah. Like what the yeah, fuck, good point. guys? But, why are we doing this for no reason other than but, the fact that that's familiar dialogue? Like that rings of somebody who's writing a script and can't come up with something clever on their own, so they're just throwing shit they've heard in other movies. And that's what happens when you rush a film into production to meet an artificial deadline mm-hmm. and not let creative people create their art. You get a less fun, neurotic, and disgusting Aladdin. Yeah, that's that, pretty that, much. That's this movie. There's a lot of similarities. Oh, the, the whole princess character, she's basically Princess Bala, I think is what her name is, uh-huh. voiced by uh, Sharon Stone. She's basically Princess Jasmine from yeah. Aladdin. Yeah, like she's gonna mingle with the commoners, and she wants to, but then she falls in love with a commoner. Yeah, so I use that word twice. I just realized what, what I what I did like. <laughs> if I'm gonna skip ahead. Uh, I I did like the literal translation of the Dan Aykroyd Jane Curtin characters. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they were the wasps. Yeah. They were wasps, but they were also wasps. Mm. They they were they were right. very white Anglo-Saxon Protestant like in their delivery and and I even turned to Sarah. I was like, oh, they're they're waspy wasps. Uh, I get it. That's actually kind of cute and clever. And then they kill one of Until the characters. Until she gets stepped on she, and flies water. Yeah. Fly, it's and, and Sarah said it like th- probably a dozen times while we were watching it. This movie's so dark. Yeah. And listen, I got no problem with taking the medium of animation, and it doesn't all have to be fucking talking dogs but and shit, right? But be consistent with your tone. Yeah, and that's the problem. And there hadn't really been a movie like this. I, I tell you, something that did it far more successfully was their follow-up uh, in Shrek. Yes. Which Shrek's a fantastic film. The first yeah. Shrek is so good. It also looks ugly, so, but they'd certainly learned some lessons. But, but it the was writing all is so much more the clever. Storytelling, yes. yes, and the voice acting, and uh, yeah, John, John Lithgow. It actually so <laughs> Farquad. It actually <laughs> has something to say. Name. What a great name, Farquad. Who uh, we know what you're saying, but kudos to you guys. Based off of uh, Michael Eisner too. That was <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg's uh, final fu to that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy too. But by we the way. see we see who's won that race. Who? Between Eisner and, and, uh, and, Katzenberg? and Katzenberg? Who? You we, think Katzenberg has? I, I think Eisner's won that. I think no, he as got, far as he legacy, got, uh, I think as far as a lasting legacy goes. I think his legacy with Disney is that it was a dark time for you, the rebellion. Wait, 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 wait. But I'm talking about between Eisner and Katzenberg. Mm-hmm. Who do you think people are remembering more fondly? I think by the time Eisner was ousted, people were done with him. They'd seen him run that company into the ground. I think by the time... You I don't could, think he did good things with Disney, though? I think... I think that things were set up in place for him to inherit, much like you know this. Like he's a John Gruden, uh, or uh, or a Barack Obama. Sure. <laughs> Bar- Bar- Barack Obama. Um, all right. So why why exactly does General Mandible want to kill everybody? Hey, thank you. That's the other thing. It's uh, it's one of these. Vel- I'm all for social commentary, and I get it, but this movie but is it's unmotivated. So cliche. Well, it's it just the military's bad. That's all it is. <laughs> military's bad. That's that's Hollywood's general sentiment. Guys, this is and, and the thing is, I use I lean a little more left. Oh, but this I, I is do why, too. This is why people think Democrats are fucking ridiculous. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in media, at least in media, this is why people think that you're nuts. So we're just evil for evil's sake. Let's let's not make these commentaries in this form in film. You know, let's be a little more intelligent about it. Mm-hmm. Let's be John Oliver. 
There let's, you go. Let's all be John Oliver. I Just like that. let John Oliver write everything. I got accused of looking like John Oliver the you other day. You don't look anything like If John I Oliver. shaved, come on. You look like, no. Got my baby no. face. You're Jeff Goldblum. My nose and the glasses. You're Jeff Goldblum. I'm, you Can know, you do an English accent? Uh, give me something to say and I'll translate. Just say something in an English accent. Hi, I'm John Oliver. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, then we went south. Hugh Grant, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was really confused about why Mandible wanted to kill everyone. We finally get to, like, Insectopia, which is actually a fun part of this movie. Oh, yeah, because finally there's some color. It lasts for five seconds. Yeah. And then we go back. And, like, I... Things are happening in this film that are just because they're happening because, mm-hmm. and it's it was not a fun it wasn't a fun experience. And having never seen this movie before, mm-hmm. and then going in and watching this, this was a very unpleasant experience. How about the scene where, um, so the Woody Allen character Z and and Princess Bala, he's kind of pseudo kidnapped her, but not really. But now they're 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 on the run, right? They're they, above they ground. They escape by going through the trash chute, like That's, in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah, I didn't make that connection yeah. either. Yeah. And then, uh, but they're being chased by some of the other ants from the colony, right? Who are trying to get Princess back because he thinks he's been kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, and then a kid, you see a giant hand and a giant magnifying glass, and I like the way it's played initially, almost like it's a spaceship, kind of a la Independence Day. Yeah. Um, but. Joe, I don't know if you ever played around with a magnifying glass and burned ants when you were a kid. Nope, because uh, I'm not psychotic. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say the science doesn't check out in this movie. This is not the Martian of animated movies. <laughs> you, you mean you can't just create a laser and just start like an, and following around? Things? No, no, it, it takes a long time. Uh, on that same note, so if we're like bigger, do do we move slower to ants? Like, do we Because mo- I know I can outrun an ant. Yep. Like, I could probably be like, hey. You know, like, why does everything move so slowly? I never understand that. And that happens in all, I, I mean, that happened in um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh-huh. That showed up that's on cable Sarah, Sarah a few like, weeks ago. Well, I think that is how it works, because that's how it was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. No, why, does, why, why are we all of a sudden faster because we're smaller? Yeah. Like, I, that, I don't think the science checks out on I, that it either. It doesn't. It does, and that bothered me. For some reason, it yeah. bothered me more than it probably should have. But, like, the, the magnifying glass was slow, and the, and the person walking was slow. There's the whole scene with the two feet, and he's trying to jump and save the princess from the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the least of this film's problems, I think. What? Because there's plenty of things that could have been cut out of this already short movie. Mm, 83 minutes. What would you have taken out? What story do you think was the most prescient? The, uh, what, what was the story that you think had the most payoff? I mean, the, the ha- <clears throat> that didn't have the most payoff? No, what story do you think had the most payoff that they should have focused on most? You know, yeah, because uh, I, I phrased that wrong. I asked well, you what yeah, you Well, yeah, because I, I was already... Uh, Telling you what I want to cut out, I would cut out the uh, the whole termite uh, fight scene at the beginning, that war scene. Uh-huh. We're like twenty minutes into this film, uh, there's some grotesque stuff happening, kind of scary. Yeah, again, it's I think like that, Starship Troopers. Yeah, for yeah, kids. very much so, and, yeah. I, and that's fine. Again, they're going for teenagers. That's fine, but you just can't put a bunch of curse words and intense violence in a film. The story has to be elevated to something that would intrigue somebody of that age as well. Right. And it doesn't. Well, two minutes before this happens, you've got two ants dancing in a bar, and uh, they're shaking, they're, they're bumping their butts against each other. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this horrific battle sequence. Yeah. Um, and then you just said, and it made me think of something, you just talked about violence and language and stuff in a mm-hmm. movie like this in an animated film. Compare this to Transformers, the animated movie, mm. where we've got plenty of violence. Sure. There's death of Cursing characters. as well. There's cursing. Why does it work to you, 
you know, explain why it works and transform. I already know why it works for me, but for the listeners, why does it work? Uh, because this this story, I don't know why it works. Why <laughs> it works what? any better? Well, no, because the, it's, the story's it's, not dumbed it's, down. It's not a dumbed down story exactly. Yeah. No, it's a it's. I feel like I'm being tricked here. We no, I'm not. <laughs> You're setting me up for failure. It's, it's love, Joel. Okay, I'm not trying to trick you. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's because in Transformers the movie you've got the stakes have been raised so much higher yeah. and you've got like one focus mm-hmm. on what's going on. It's the it's the 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 survivability of this race mm-hmm. now in the face of this new evil yeah. that's destroying everything in its path. I mean the stakes have been raised and I think that's why it works in Transformers and also we grew up with these characters. Granted it was oh, only Jesus. like two three seasons, but we kind of grew up. There's a significant growth that goes between like being Nine years old mm-hmm. or ten years old, and then being thirteen. Thirteen, hell yeah! Like there's there's a growth that goes on there, and I think that it's pretty significant when you get in the realm and context of Transformers the movie. I didn't mean to answer the question for you. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that was my answer too. That's, that's what I was going to say too. <clears throat> that's what I was going to say. So ants. But um, what I would have focused on, um, I I kind of there's potential in the, you know, the individual versus the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's a that's a common theme, and again, something that was done much better in a bug's life. You know how like one person can make a difference, and you don't have to conform just because somebody's told you. You know, at the beginning of the film, we see the ants being separated into workers and yeah. fighters, right? Yes. What yeah. do they call them? Soldiers. Soldiers. I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's that scene near the end where they're like, "Oh, hey, did you hear? We don't have to. We don't have to do what they're saying. We can choose what we want to do." Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then it doesn't lead to anything. No, no. Like you're thinking that's going to lead to some like uprising. But yeah, but the climax of the film is them all doing their jobs and filming a big chain <laughs> yes. and rising above. So it's like, all right, was that really? That doesn't and sound then, very and individualistic. Walking, changing his alliances for no reason. Yeah, he's basically the hero of this film. <laughs> yes, I liked him too. And apparently, they expanded his role because uh, of of his voice work. His voice work was good, and I really liked the way they animated animated his character mm-hmm. to kind of fit his mannerisms. He, yeah, that, but I have a huge issue with just the look of this film. The character it's, design is Everything's so ugly. flat. It's so flat and it's sepia tone. They're just not appealing to look at. Mm-mm. I mean, again, I keep, I hate to keep comparing it to a bug's life, but it demands to be compared. Yeah. And at least, you know, they were going for something stylized. The ants in bug's life are, are blue. And they only have four legs. Yeah. Like, this one was trying to be too literal. Yes, mm-hmm. they're red, and but ants' faces aren't shaped that way. And how do they run with only four legs? We have to give them six. <laughs> but everybody just looks ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, it's not appealing. They're not well animated. It, uh, again, this is nothing you want out of an animated film. Uh, except for mm-hmm. <laughs> the wasps. No, uh, uh, that the, is fun. The, the writing is, obviously, that's something that I focus on a lot more when I watch these movies. And... This is one of those, especially when it's an animated movie, uh, you need to focus more on the showing than the telling. And this movie commits so many fucking violations of the, I can't believe you're making me marry that guy. Oh, Oh, let's not get into it again. And then they get into it. (laughs) And it's like... (laughs) You know, you could have actually let us know this, like, through, through like, showing us, through the story, like, what's going on. Instead, they, like, have these little encapsulated moments where we catch everybody up on who the characters are, mm-hmm. what their relations are to each other, and then, like, okay, let's continue this story. Or one of the five stories that's going on. <laughs> uh, the Stallone character in J-Lo. Yes. Uh, well, what, 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 what happens there? What's going on? Are we developing those characters? Are they a thing? It's such a mess. It's a, a horrid mess of 
Uh, well, we've got to fill in some space here. We haven't checked in on these characters, so let's go see them for a little while. Uh, all right, the Stallone character is getting tortured, but okay. they let him go. Uh, but they, can, but they're torturing a character. Yeah, can we talk about that scene for go a little ahead. bit? Because yeah. again, yeah, way too. I put it right up there with the Danny Glover d- talking decapitated head uh-huh. as far as being tone deaf. Yeah, they're 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 punching him. You're seeing bruises forming on his face. It's not ugly or it's not fun to look at initially. And then uh, the way they they coerce information out of him is to start torturing J Lo's character. Yeah, what exactly is happening? Uh, like you you see General Mandible, the Gene Hackman character, and he's like, "Oh, you're not going to give me what I want to hear." And he kind of nods to one of his, and you just see them kind of crowd around. And then you hear off off camera, you hear J Lo going like, uh, uh, "Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What what what's going on? Yeah, they're 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 pleasing her." <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's what we're supposed to believe is happening, <laughs> but it's so ambiguous and mm-hmm. not well executed. No. It's, this is not a well-directed film. It's, not, it's a movie that didn't need to be made, and obviously it didn't fulfill whatever it was trying to do yeah. other than fuck up another movie. And that should never be your motivation no. to make a multi-million dollar film is to fuck up the gross for something else. Yeah, for a personal vendetta. And yet, Joe, what, what I'm incensed at the most about this whole thing is that it still made a lot of money. It was the number one movie for like the three weeks after it came out. How, how did it do compared to Bugs Life? Uh, Bugs Life demolished it by the time it came out a month later <laughs> around the Thanksgiving, and it made like uh, Bugs Life. I think made 170 million overall, and Ants topped out at 90. But still, 90 million for a I think it had a budget of 50 million. Uh, still pretty good. And wow. to kick off at the time, it was considered a success. But the critics, the critics liked it at the time. Gene Siskel put it on his his top ten and films you know of what? that year. Gene Siskel's dead. That's right. And that's why. Because of this review. <laughs> because of Ants. <laughs> but uh, the only thing that makes me feel a little better is that uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, so for this film, 96% for, for the critics. 96% critics well, for what Ants. Are, what are, do you have a critic review up anywhere? Uh no, I don't. No, okay. I don't participate I, in that. I, <laughs> I was just curious <laughs> if you might be able to read me a critic review and tell me like what it is they thought this movie I, did. Right. I'll pull it up here in a second after I, after I finish this up. Okay. But just to say, uh, Bugs Life only has ninety two percent critics, but it's the audiences where you can tell. Bugs Life is at seventy two. This film is at fifty one. As it, and which God. even that is generous. Yeah. Um, well, th- this th- it's not a fun ride. Um, you know, you you have this this whole thing about the ants creating some wrecking ball thing earlier in the movie mm-hmm. that you feel like oh they they're kind of Chekhov's gunning this this ability this thing that you know he failed at but then at the end he's going to do it right and they don't even do that they don't even bring it back like Stallone decides to carry the entire colony on his shoulders so the Woody Allen character and Sharon Stone can climb to the top and just like dig through the dirt yeah he doesn't he doesn't earn. His status. At no point in this movie does the Z character earn respect, love, or admiration. Yeah, he doesn't really. And I don't. There's no growth, right? I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't like the anticlimactic ending when General Mandible goes after uh, Cutter and then Z pushes him out of the way. Mm -hmm. Why is Z pushing him out of the way? Yeah, I mean, I know he helped him up, but he's also the same guy that he watched fly off with his girlfriend. <laughs> right. Why didn't he ask the huge wasp to stick around and help him out? <laughs> like, one of the few, like, enjoyable characters. Let's keep him around for a little bit. That's like if you took the movie The Secret of Nim. Oh, and, I love that. And, yeah, oh, God, it's gorgeous. But you took the Dom DeLuise character, that crow character. Mm. I can't remember his name right now. But you take that character, and, like, we see him for two seconds, and then he never shows back up. The movie's less of than what it could have been 
if he stuck around. I feel like that that Wasp character should have stuck around. Yeah, just yeah. just to give us something because there's no there's no comic relief in this family comedy movie. No, that's a it's, good point. It's not a funny movie at all. No, and it tries to be with a few of the the one liners, mm-hmm. um, but but none of them are, are especially clever. No. Uh, all right, so you asked about some reviews earlier, so I pulled up Rotten Tomato here. Let's just see what uh, some of the top critics have to say. Sure. Jeff Andrew of Time Out says, Visually striking and dynamically shot. What? This has strong characters and no shortage of incidents. Um, is uh, this is this because we had such a lack of like movies that were made like I think, this I think we time? were still enthralled with this new CGI uh, form of animation. And again... Technically, this was the second movie that came out after Toy Story that was all CGI. So mm-hmm. I get it. And I saw this in theaters because I was like, oh, this lo- this looks like it could be great. Sure. I like the look of it. I was, I was a huge animation fan at the time. Um, and I just walked away being like, ooh, man, this does not. And then when I saw Bug's Life a, a month later, I was like, oh, redeemed. Yeah. Yes, these still can be great. To- Toy Story was not a fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't talk enough about Bugs Life you and love how great you that film Pixar. is. You, you crush on some Pixar. I do, I do. I mean, you know, it, they, for every Cars they have, they have a brilliant film like every Inside Out. Cars you make. I hope Inside Out wins uh, Ins- tomorrow night. Inside Out is so good. Is that tomorrow? No, uh, it's well, next week. By the time you're hearing this, it will have been oh, last week. That's right. <laughs> Two weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Do you have, I don't have any other notes on this. We've covered everything yeah, I've got. Do you have anything? Let's see what else I got. I'm still pissed off. Um, other than that, that shot of the World Trade Towers at the end. Oh, yeah. It, t- it took both Sarah and I by sh- We were like, oh, yeah. remember when those were there? Mm, what are you going to do? Oh, what yeah. are you going to do? Um, no, those are, those, are, those are all of my notes, all I right. guess. Then what did Ants do right? Again, I think there's potential in, in at least one of those storylines. I don't mind the, um, the you know individual versus the you know forging your own path and not being told just focus. what to do. Yeah, focus your story. Exactly. Um, well, not bad. N- not bad, especially for a film that was rushed in production the way that this one was. Mm. Joe I disagrees. I, I disagree. I well, feel what like, did you think it did I right? Like I think that what this movie did right. I think there was some of like some of the voice performances I yeah. liked. Gene Hackman. I He's always, good. I always love Gene Hackman. He's you know? good. I feel like he can't do any wrong. I think uh, Christopher Walken did great. He was great. Uh, I really enjoyed the the Wasp characters. What do you think Aykroyd of and Jane Curtin? What do you think of Woody Allen? I didn't. I didn't think of I'm him at all. I'm not a fan of him a- anyway. He should never be a main character in a film marketed yeah. towards families. Oh, my God. Yes. God. This must have happened before that, right? S- I thought Stallone did a better job. See, I didn't like Stallone at all. I didn't mind. I don't think St- Stallone has a voice for voice acting. Oh, I think Stallone's got an amazing voice. I just think He's got an amazing voice, but you have to see it attached to his face when he's when he's superimposed yeah, that's, on that's another character. <laughs> I can't argue with that. That's and maybe true. it's just the design and the, the way the character was animated. They're so ugly. <laughs> so bad. They're so ugly. Uh, what did ants do wrong? Jesus, everything else. <laughs> but uh, but really, to me, it comes down to I, I can almost forgive the technical aspects of it. You know, technology was still new, mm-hmm. but the, the, but the character design, like you have to. That's where you need to invest most of your time. Yeah. We talked about it with uh, Jar Jar Binks, yeah. and for all the things Jar Jar Binks has wrong going for him. I, I think the fact that his eyes were so – he didn't have expressive eyes. You no. couldn't tell what he was thinking with his eyes because no. they're just these floating things above. He can't furrow his brow. He can't express. And it's amazing to compare the facial expressions in Ants to A Bug's Life. Oh, my God. They're so – it's so emotional. You can see an over-stylized, obviously cartoonish more in, mm-hmm. in A Bug's Life, but it's a fucking cartoon. Yeah. It's okay for them to look squishy. Mm-hmm. What I think this movie did wrong, and it comes down to the basics, and it's not focusing your story like we said. 
uh, you're not it it it's it doesn't come from a place of artistic integrity, and so it can never achieve artistic integrity. Yeah, well, like uh, it's it, it's ugly on the inside and the out because there was no heart. And I, I feel like this movie needed a complete overhaul. If you're going to make a film, make it your own. Make it your original story. Don't try to make it everything because that's what happens here. You yeah. rush it and you try to make it everything. There wasn't a focus in the writing. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was fucking shit. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 uh, it's aimed at the lowest common denominator like 99.99% of the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, the moment that encapsulates this is when they're at Insectopia and this, there's three bugs sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. and this bug takes a bite of shit, yeah. and it's like tastes like crap. Tastes like, like crap. Like, Give it to me. Oh, it is crap. Yeah. Delicious. That's fucking horrible. Like that. That's that's not funny. It's yeah. not clever. It's not witty. That is aimed at the fucking trucker family. <laughs> yes. That puts fucking ketchup on their steak mm-hmm. and goes to see a movie and afterwards. If I, if I can directly compare and contrast that with the similar types of lines from A Bug's Life, there's plenty of little like throwaway lines that don't have to do with the plot. There's a couple of flies that are attending the circus. Uh-huh. Uh, if you, I don't know how much you remember about the that fleas. film. Look at the fleas. But, they, the fleas. but they're flying off. They're, everyone's booing, and he's like, I only have 24 hours to live, and I'm not going to spend it here. Uh, that's kind of clever. That's you clever. Have to know a little it's bit cute. about there are some, and, and they're peppered throughout the film. But what I love about Bugs Life, Bugs Life, I don't know if you caught on, um, and I didn't until I saw Seven Samurai, Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Which was the one of the influences Fucking for Star Wars. A, yes, yes, very much so. And a bug's life a bug's life is Seven Samurai mm-hmm. to a to to an extent. I didn't I did not know this. Go back and watch it. That's and cool. uh, there's there's tons of similarities. Uh, a little less swordplay. <laughs> but uh but it's right there. But it's a lot more playful. Yes. Which a movie like this needs to be. So well done. Uh all right, so if we were going to remake Ants today, <laughs> how would we do that? It was uh, it was very tempting to just take the voice cast from A Bug's Life because <laughs> they can easily be transposed over. But uh, I tried to be a little more creative. I almost I almost did that. Uh, I have six that I've recast here. Two, three, four. I have more than that. Oh, uh, you want to start? Sure. Uh, I went ahead <laughs> and uh, for the Wasp characters, Chip and Muffy, the Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin characters, I cast uh, Lee Pace, who oh. was. Ronan the Accuser yep. in Guardians of the Galaxy and Evangeline Lilly. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think Uh-oh. they would have they would have played. Do you off have each a other. theme going I here? I have a major theme going here. Did you uh, oh, I did get you it because she actually those? plays um is that the name of the character that she's gonna be playing in the sequel to Ant Man? No. No, okay. <laughs> right? It, what? She is Wasp. Yeah, she's she'll, she'll be playing right? Wasp. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to spoil uh, it. Do you it's okay. <laughs> the that comic book's been written like sixty years ago. <laughs> You're not ruining anything. Uh did you cast those two? Uh, no, I didn't. All right. So now I'm going to the Danny Glover character, <laughs> Barbados, played by Dave Batista. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, let's see what you got going on here. Cutter, the Christopher Walken character, mm-hmm. be voiced by Bradley Cooper. <laughs> okay. General Mandible, the Gene Hackman character, voiced by Josh Brolin. Yep, okay. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. The Queen, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, guys, <laughs> uh, just with Evangeline Lilly thrown yeah, into. That part threw me uh, off. Because there weren't enough women in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. The Queen and Bancroft character played by Glenn Close. Bala, Sharon Stone, played by Karen Gillan. Mm. Azteca, voiced by Zoe Saldana. Weaver, the Sylvester Stallone character, voiced by Vin Diesel. And Z, voiced by Chris Pratt. Oh, I love that, All dude. All of this directed by James Gunn. Oh, that would be so good. Wouldn't that be great to see the Z character, like some of the stuff Z was doing, voiced by Chris Pratt? Yep. 
Like, I'm not a soul. Like, I'm, I'm trying yes. to do. I can't do a Chris Pratt voice. Guys. No, but yeah, I, I I thought of that too, especially with his uh, his great work in the Lego Movie. The Lego Movie. Um, yep. yeah, good, nice, nicely done. I smell 2017 uh, Eddie Award Thank nomination you. right there. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Recast. Thank you. I appreciate. Uh, it. I just did a few. I did a handful here. Uh, the Christopher Walken character, who's kind of the second in command. He's the general. Uh-huh. How about Early Ermy? I Love know it's it. not the same type, but uh, he's done some voice acting before. Oh, sure he has. Uh, Toy Story, uh-huh. for example. Jennifer Lopez went with another Jennifer. I went with Jennifer Lawrence from J-Lo to J-Law. Um, she's not really Latin, but I don't care. She's got a distinct voice, and I think she would fit that role. Uh, sliced alone. Um, how about Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Just get another beefcake. Was, was he originally supposed to play the character? I, I got to look that up because I can't recall who it was. I'll look it up here when you're doing okay. your credits here. Okay. Uh, the Gene Hackman character. How about Brian Cox? We all know him. Yes. From, he uh, was General Striker in X2. Mm-hmm. And he played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. That's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah, sure did. Uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone character. Uh, another actress with a distinct voice. I don't know that she's done. Was it? Is she distinct? Sharon Stone? Both Sarah and I were like, who is that? Yeah, Whose she, voice is it that? It really could have been anybody, yeah. come to think of that. Um, but but I'm I'm talking about my recast, who has a distinct voice. And oh. I, I, I think really the only voice work she's done uh, was as the voice of the computer in her. I'm talking about Scarlett Johansson <laughs> uh, playing the Sharon Stone role. And then finally, get the get Woody Allen the fuck out of this film. Uh, let's get another sympathetic uh, ca- character in there in the form of Seth Green. I like Seth Green. He's got a distinct voice. Um, and he's a hell of an actor. Yeah. And all of this directed by... And he understands animation. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Another person who understands animation, uh, my director, Brad Bird. My <laughs> favorite animation director. God, Let's get him back into the world of animation. Love you some Brad Bird. I sure do. Incredibles 2. He's working on Incredibles 2. Is two. that happening? It is happening. They've happening. announced it. It is official. I can't remember what year, but it can't come soon enough. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> you made me laugh cough. cough laugh guys if you have any thoughts about ants if you've seen this piece of shit uh, and you have some thoughts about it you can also uh, you can go to our Facebook I can't even speak go to our Facebook page share those thoughts with us uh, just put in the editing bay in the search bar find the woman with the bleeding eyes that's Ugh. us that's where you can talk back to us and uh, let us know what you think about Ants, about what we had to say about it, our recast. And if you have a movie that you want us to take a look at uh, for a future episode, you can go ahead and give us a suggestion there. Uh, also, we've got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. Go there. Find our social network links. You can buy some merch in the form of T-shirts. See pictures from our one live show that we've done. Well, we have a second one coming up this year, potentially. Oh, man, maybe. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And uh, also have a link there to all of our episodes, our past episodes, right there at editingbay.com. Okay, and if you get us on your Apple device, would love it if you went to the podcasting app and gave us a review and a rating. All you got to do in the search bar, put in Next Wave Radio, and that's going to bring up all of our shows. Uh, go ahead and tap on the editing bay and give us a five-star review and rating. Uh, we would really appreciate that. And then tell your friends about us and help grow the show. And then when you're done with that, check out our other Next Wave Radio shows. We've got MVP, the most valuable podcast, with Matthew and Danny talking about sports, sports entertainment. Uh, we had that that wrestling pay per view a couple weeks back, uh, or last week. Whenever the hell this goes up, they're talking about that. Uh, and also, we've got my comic life with Jeff and Sam. Hey, what are you guys talking about this week? What's new to Netflix this month? Oh, cool. What's oh. that? I haven't read <laughs> <laughs> All right, so check them out. Uh, so next week, Joel. Yeah. 
Um, I've had traces of this run through my head the mm. entire time we were doing this episode. Okay. And so, so I went in this, I wasn't prepared. Oh, is this I'm a, like, you're calling an audible? I'm calling an audible. Calling a mandible? I'm calling, <laughs> man, I was just about to go. Fuck. To, you fucking beat me to <laughs> it. Uh, uh, okay. So there's that whole like military theme and, you know, partial animation. I think I want to talk about small soldiers. Oh, this is one that we were going to talk about before, and it got nixed because somebody died or something, that's right? That's right, yeah. yeah. So we did, but we did Toy Soldiers yes, last year. Yes, not to be confused with Toy Soldiers. And that's the movie that people confused. Like when we said we were going to do Toy Soldiers, they're like, oh yeah, you're going to do that? Also a DreamWorks film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Small Soldiers, uh, a cool, maybe spiritual successor to Gremlins, where a kid whose father runs a toy store, they get like the shipment of toys in, and they have their own little personality. So it's like Gremlins meets Terminator... Um, it's it's a movie so we'll check that out <laughs> next week Small Soldiers right here on The Editing Bay check you later guys thanks you've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network that's fucking gold